Hey, welcome back to another day, another vlog. Monday back, weekends done and dusted. Um, like to say, got a bit of rest, but no, <laughs> definitely no rest. Well into editing for the last video of the South Coast trip. It's been a week, and I think I've got about. 60 photos fully done and dusted. Uh, I have literally 550 or something to get through. I'm getting about 10 to 20, oh, about, on average about 10 a day. I think I've been going for about five, six days. I did have Saturday off uh, just to switch off because I just couldn't stare at the screen anymore. <laughs> uh, please forgive me. Uh, sick 12 hours a day staring at six poxy 30 inch screens drives my brain enough and then coming home to sit and stare at my poor old Mac for another four hours before I try and get some sleep. Ten, you tend to need to have a little bit of a switch off time. So yeah, we're getting there with some fantastic photos out of it. That's the best thing about it. And that's why it's taking so long. It, it I think every one of the videos, I think we're, this, this is gonna be like two or three videos in one. Um, so I think it's a total of, it was about 16 days, the trip, but this would be about 14 videos, 14 videos and some of the best photos I've ever taken, or without a doubt, the best photos I've ever taken. I'm very, very lucky. Um, I think I said on one of uh, the, I think it was Twitter or, or Instagram, one of the people I follow, they asked, oh, Shane, uh, Michael Shane Bloom, really good photographer out of San Francisco. If you get a chance, go check him out on YouTube. Does some amazing time lapse. Very switched on young fellow on time lapse, uh, and a really nice photographer. He asked to put down like your favourite moment you shot um, and your favourite trip out. And I'm still go back to that Elephant Rocks uh, morning where I had the whole of Elephant Rocks to me to myself. Not a person anywhere near me for like three hours, three and a half hours. So I still think out of every every shoot I've ever had lifetime uh that was like my most favorite shoot and i got so much out of it and i was stoked so yeah there's been a lot in it um uh, bluff knolls there's just so much that happened it was just a really bucket list trip for me i was very lucky i know a lot of people at, at that stage in january COVID was still a big thing everywhere it's starting to slot everywhere else in the world is now pretty much opening up except australia we're still in prison uh, thanks to our lovely politicians going a little bit over top, um, but there's nothing you do about that. That's the you get a sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah, I was lucky. I got out and had a. We did have a holiday in the last two years, so most people haven't had that chance. So I consider myself very lucky to have at least got on a trip down to that beautiful South Coast before we left. WA. So look, it's going pretty well. Again, I've got like another 450 to edit. Um, I'm trying to get through them. I'm trying to be, uh, it's, if you've done photography and editing, I'm, I'm assuming you probably have, uh, you understand it's very hard to like push that to the side and go, oh no, it's not a good one. Uh, it's not good enough. It's not good enough to, it's very hard to cull photos. Um, I started, I think like 1200, I think, and I've culled it to 600 on the, on the first run through. Um, and now I'm trying to do that as well to, to try and get through them, but I don't, I don't want to miss anything. And sometimes you only need, something just needs a bit of an edit and a clean up and a bit of color and the right shadows or change over to black and white and it can actually make something just pop. So you don't want to miss something too and it's very hard. So I'm getting there. It's, it's, I'd say it's going to be definitely 
If I can get it done by this weekend, that'll be good because what we're gonna do is when I fly out, if I can get home, fingers crossed, um, yeah, I'm gonna have a week off because I've got my niece's wedding, um, little buddy Dana, and I'm gonna just take the whole week off. We've got a camper van for that week for the wedding and it's just gonna be time just to switch off and have a little bit of a week break. No photos, no editing, nothing, just no computer. That's my plan. Made my mind up yesterday on that, and I think that's a good plan. I basically literally haven't stopped for six months straight uh, every every day working, and uh, yeah, even through like except for probably Dad's passing. So I really want to. I think that'll be pretty cool if I can do that. So we're getting there, but some just some yeah some sweet photos. Even I did a couple today of uh, young Jack, uh, and they they come up really good, and I'm putting them to the side. I'm sort of their family ones and yeah, some I'm putting in, uh, some I'm like keeping, heaps I've got there of him. I'm just not really adding, I'm just keeping there for us, for me and my wife. And, um, but some there is like, yeah, he's just a character and it's so much fun. It's, yeah, he's, he's good fun. So going pretty well though, all happening well. Now tech, there's been actually a bit of news over the weekend. We've got some excitement coming back into it. Uh, it's been a struggle. So <laughs> you gotta take it while we can get it. Um, Yong, Yong, Yong Yu, I think that's, oh, I hope that's right, it's probably wrong. Yong Yu, uh, have a new YN455 Micro Four Thirds camera. A little bit different, you've seen the thumbnail on the front already, so you're probably going, oh yeah, if you're listening on the podcast, well, I can tell you a bit more about it. A few years ago, Samsung, I think it was about eight years ago, Samsung made a interchangeable lens camera with basically a smartphone running the whole thing. Now I think in this day and age with what we're at, with how powerful our smartphones are, with the processors and 12 gigs of RAM and all the stuff, which we'll talk a bit of another phone released today uh, or over the weekend. The operating systems that I use on my Canon on the RP are pretty okay compared to say like an, an Apple Microsoft or a Mac OS system or an Android top of the range system. Uh, yeah, they're very, look, it's a camera and it's different stuff in there, but the operating systems, the way it works, the, the touch screens and all that are very, very much behind the smartphone industry. Now I've said for a few times and long time listeners uh, would understand or would remember probably a few times I mentioned, wouldn't it be amazing if you could actually say put a like an iPhone 12 and put a interchangeable mounts with a proper sensor on the back of that phone, and that would be amazing. You get that all that usability, storage, all that. It's all built in the system, and then you you can just airdrop your photos straight to your laptop, uh, put them straight on Instagram, but you still get a proper quality photo not with the tiny little lenses. There's only so many limits, so much they can get out of those lenses. It's gonna have to get to an, a point where they need to find something new. Um, the back of your phones, you don't really use. Look, it's gonna be bigger, but it's gonna be an amount that's increased. We've already got massive lenses. The new iPhone that comes out this year has got an, another increase in lens size. So there's a massive camera bump on the back. You can't tell me that amount, look, it's gonna have to be a different, Different sort of amount, I understand that, but you can't tell me there's a mount that can't go on there. Yeah, the phone's going to be a little bit thicker, but you're already carrying, if you're a Max user, like an iPhone Max or one of these new big phones, they're massive. So, like, 
size, obviously, you can't whinge about size when you're carrying around a friggin' tablet in your pocket for a phone. So I think it has its benefits, and Yongu's come out with one, and it's very, very similar to the one Samsung brought out a good eight years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, I think. Now, the Samsung one is sort of just, you can actually still get them on eBay. If you want to do the research, you can go check them out. Uh, you can still buy them, still use them. Obviously, it's got old Android software on there, but it still works. Still fine. Change lenses, basically micro four-thirds lenses, so you can get, there's lots of lenses you can screw on there. Well, Yongyu's done the same. It's a, obviously a bit of a freshen up. It's got some new tech in there, so pretty cool. Micro four-thirds, the mount, so there's heaps there. You've got all your um, Lumix lenses, uh, your Olympuses, all that, so there's Plenty of good quality glass you can use. So that's probably a good choice by them, I think. It's got a M, oh, let me run it through. It'll be easier if I talk here. Uh, CPUs, it's got a Snapdragon SOC in it. CPU, eight cores, 2.2 gigahertz, six, gigabit, six gigabytes of RAM, 60, uh, 64 gigabytes of storage, 256 gig memory card compatible micro SD. Magic, can't beat that. Uh, 4G network compatible. If magic, straight away share them, uh, put them straight on Instagram. As I said, this is this is the benefits. Now the internet's better, the mobile network's better, you got 5G and all that. That is why now becomes something that can be actually used. When unfortunately Samsung brought it out, the internet was crap. Uh, 4G was barely in maybe, or if not even is probably 3G, so it would have been just terrible trying to upload any sort of decent photo. Uh, now you got 5G coming through. The 5G big files fast, that's what you need to get rid of those big files. So that's really cool. I think that's why it will work. Five inch tilt touch monitor, the whole back screen, so where your normal phone is, that all tilts. So like, hello, magic, 4K, 30 frames a second. So you can do video on it as well. That's good. Uh, it's got the headphone jack, microphone jack in the phone. So now you've got a microphone in your phone. So you could literally do a podcast as well on your phone, direct live on air. Even better, that's not too bad at all. Uh, dual USB-C ports, maximum 1080 output on the side, OTG compatible on the bottom, uh, five gigahertz, 2.4 and five gigahertz Wi-Fi compatible, Bluetooth 5.0, GPS installed, equipped with an LED light, um, weight 670 grams, so that's not too bad. Like it's got a bit of weight, chuck your lenses on. Gonna come around the kilo mark, I'd say, fully kitted up, but that's still light to put in. You think in a phone size with a lens, you can easily dump that in a camera bag and you've all you got to carry is some lenses now. That's pretty cool if you think about it. Uh, 4400 milli, 4, milliamp battery, uh, 18 watts, fast charging compatible, and it's a removable battery. Can't do that with a phone. Oh, no. Um, now, body, roughly about... 800 bucks Australian. They've got their specialist lenses for it, a 25 mil 1.7 and a 42 and a half mil 1.7. They're both around the 4,500 yen, so it'd be just under $1,000 Australian, I guess, for the lenses. So that's not too bad. Um, that's pretty cool. Just chuck that back down. And I think it's, as I said, I think, I think the biggest thing now is the fact that when the Samsung version come out, and I actually think it is, that's an, a viable option nowadays. Um, the internet wasn't there. Again, no 5G, we've, we've now got 5G, got Starlink rolling out across the planet. Uh, the Amazon one will be starting to roll out soon. 
we have the connectivity to make that useful. When it comes when it came out before, you still would have had to go on and load it onto something. You would have had to load it through a USB or something, then to go take it to your computer. To get, so that wasn't, it, and I'm pretty sure that's probably why it died. It was just too early, the right tech, but too early. So, you know, Yongu's coming out. I've, I've said Apple would make this work, and I think they their operating system would be pretty darn cool. And they've got the uh, all their sort of tech inside for their cameras. You take that and put that on with a proper lens and a proper sensor. Oh boy, you could do really, really well. They already buy all their camera sensors from generally Sony. So Sony could easily put on their, maybe their vlogging sensor, so that one inch sensor off the old Z, ZV-1 or wherever it was, that one inch sensor, you put that on the back of a phone, nice little mount, pow, pow. Very, very nice, Canon, uh, Canon could team up. It was Canon or a Sony could team up with an Apple. Uh, they could team up with a Samsung. And combine and do a combined project, a, a, third, a different company where they own half the shares and they put the tech input. They don't have to give them everything they own, but they can share it and, and make a big profit on the side. I think it does. I think it's definitely look. Phones are running. I've said it many times. Phones are running out of things to do with to sell them. They've all got exactly the same thing. They've all got ridiculously fast computer processors and batteries and fast charging. Fast charging is now the in thing. Uh, 120 hertz screens, they'll be 240 hertz shortly. They're all, there's so much competition, they've had to move fast and now they're running out of things. This is another thing that could potentially give them the selling edge. Uh, and then if that becomes a thing, then that becomes better, then everyone's got it. Next minute we've got cameras with Mac, running Mac OS software, running Android software, where you can just do everything and you don't need memory cards anymore because you can just basically airdrop it straight to your laptop that's sitting next to you. Power, you don't even need a, a SSD drive when you go out. You can put it straight on your computer and back that up when you get home. Or your iPad. Magic, how good is that? So look, I think the options are there and I think actually they will do pretty well out of this. It'd be very interesting once we see the first couple of reviews on this and how they put that up against, say, a Samsung, hopefully one of the big boys uh, will get one of these and they'll be smart enough to go and get that old Samsung, compare it and just see where it's at and see if there is a future in this, what is the downsides of it, uh, how how is it not, not going to be better than a, a, fun, a camera that we're using now. So that's pretty interesting, I think, something to definitely think about. Rightio, Dodge. Dodge electric cars, well, they had a big... Big, uh, big event uh, last well, over the weekend, announcing that they're moving into not electric, uh, they're moving into e-powered muscle cars. And they were very, very forthcoming in the fact that they're not making electric cars, they're making e-muscle cars. They're not, they're not going to electric because they have to, they're going there because electric's gonna give them to make them faster, bigger burnouts and all that. That's their, President or whoever he was uh, was quite adamant that to put across that across that it wasn't about going green or looking after the planet. That the only reason they're going electric because they're going to be faster, more powerful, and do more crazier crap. So that's all good. I'm all for that. Uh, we all know how ridiculously fast electric cars are. The Teslas used it to sell sell their cars every year, and it's done them well. Uh, even the new F one fifty. 
Joe Biden said it was four seconds and took off and did a high-speed run in the middle of a press conference to prove that it was super fast. So fast sells. Uh, like in everything else in life, sex sells. Well, in cars, speed sells. Uh, and electric cars have speed. Can they handle around the corners? Well, I think we've learned a little bit about that and they're probably not the best. Um, Tesla's in the corners and the, and the racing stuff. And I think once they become full-time racing, uh, cars, which will, I'm sure will happen pretty soon. Uh, we'll see exactly how good these electric cars are at handling, uh, which is actually where real racing is done, is all in the handling. You can have a world's fastest engine and be a crap driver and lose every race. So that will make a difference in racing. But uh, look, I think this is pretty cool. Dodge, we're going to get a Dodge electric Ram. Uh, F-150 is well on the way. Uh, that's doing really well, and it's had a huge, hugely successful release. Um, the Dodge Ram currently is probably the best quality pickup truck. It's won all the awards in the last couple of years. Um, F-150 probably still selling more than it per month, but I think everyone knows that the quality that's in the Dodge Ram is of super high. It's it's super good. It's it's a really nice truck. Uh, Getting an electric option, electric option in that is a great thing. How are they going to sell it? And I think the biggest gonna, biggest thing it is um, that Hemi engine has a beautiful note to it. So it's going to be tricky to try and sell those faithful Hemi owners on an electric noiseless machine. So yeah, I think that'll be the tricky part. But it looks, looks pretty good. They've, uh, well, they've, they're part of a big company, like all companies are all owned by other companies, by other companies, and they're part of the Stellantis Group, which is Maserati and I think 14 other brands all in one. They're putting 30 billion euros into going over to electric cars and utes and all basically the whole way through the system. So it's, look, I think they're going to do very, very well. It'll be a four-wheel drive system. They're going to try and use, obviously, one platform across all the different brands. So it sort of minimizes costs, which is smart. Um, that's good and less waste as well, which is good for the planet. So I think that was pretty good. And I think uh, they're gonna have that done by 2025. They wanna basically go full electric. And we should, I think uh, 20, no, 2025, we should have the first ute out, so for sale. So they're not, they're probably not far. I think they've been working on it, but this is just sort of the big announcement. So pretty darn interesting. Now, uh, next up is Butterpad Industries. If you, it's a bit of an interesting one. It's a good article I read on one of my emails. If you're into cooking, I do like to cook. Most people like to cook. It's a good stress relief for me, and I do like being able to switch off and just get in the kitchen and do my thing. Um, we all know the quality of a pan is definitely different from cheap. You get a cheap, crappy Kmart pan compared to a beautiful cast iron pan handmade is a totally different world and chefs don't use crappy stuff they use the best quality like good mechanics use good tools versa vice versa 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 now uh butter pad industries uh, this the gentleman that started this uh broke his grandma's cast iron pan he did it since i was he was a kid and got given it he went out basically to uh oh, to try and get it recast so he could replace this thing so he could give it to his to his children to pass on so and that's the beauty of good quality cast iron it does last for forever uh, he ended up spending a hundred grand of his money building a company and now they make handmade uh, cast iron uh, fry pans and there's even a pot as well 
uh, out of their factory in the States. Beautiful looking bit of kit and uh, super, super high quality. It's super hard. You had to go and they, they can't mass produce them because you can't get the right hardness in the steel. Has to be all done by hand. It's pretty darn amazing. And look, they're not cheap. But if you look at those Le Creusier pots and stuff like that, they're four or five hundred bucks a pot. Well, you're going to be paying three fifty from three hundred, I think, to about four hundred fifty US bucks for one of these fry pans. But it will. It's got a hundred year warranty. Doesn't say warranty forever like some of those companies because they know it's cheap enough. They can just replace it in twenty years, and you're really not going to. It's really not going to hurt them. This guy's give you a 100-year warranty, so it, you know it's going to last. It is super high-polished, silky smooth, beautiful, and it works on everything. It'll work on uh, all your hot plates. You can put it in the oven. It'll even work on uh, induction cooktops. So if you're looking for a birthday present for a, a budding chef or your loved one that loves to cook, and you want something different that's sort of going to stand out and be a talking point, go check out Butter Pat Industries. Um, you might have to wait because they sell out all the time. Uh, there's a bit of a waiting list on all of them. But if you're patient, it's now July, Christmas, six months. You know, I think you'd have a fairly decent chance to get, get one in there by then. So go check that out. Pretty darn cool, I thought. Radio, lucky last. New phone. Now we talked about phone and the tech. Well, Pixels, Google's company, their, their Pixel brand of phones, They've got two new ones out. It's the Pixel or it's the Pixel 6. They've got the big one. We'll just talk straight about the big one. Don't have to worry about the little one. Let's go straight to the premium. Now it's a 6.71 inch uh, POLED. Now POLED is a new word. We had AMOLED, which was the old ones we've got now. Well, POLED is plastic, so it's got a bit more flexibility in it, a little bit, uh, oh, just, I think it's a bit more durable actually, um, to be honest. Uh, it has a rear cam of 50 megapixels, 48 megapixels for the telephoto and 12 megapixels for the ultra wide. And the front camera facing you, 12 megapixels, 5,000 milliamp battery. Uh, Google does their own processor, so they've got that in there. 12 gigabytes of RAM in a phone, which is crazy. Uh, 128 all the way up to 512 gigabytes of storage. Wi-Fi 6, 5G, uh, full 5G support, and apparently a first for Google phones, five years of guaranteed software up to updates, which uh, John Prosser is saying, because he's reported this, and it, the renders on the front were from John Prosser and Ian by design. So shout out to John. Uh, he does a great job getting all this news out for us. Uh, pretty cool. And it looks actually pretty cool. It looks very Pokemon, -y, Pokemon ball, I reckon, the color scheme and how it looks. Different sort of camera setup on the back end full of horizontal and cross instead of a square with them in there. So a little different way of looking at it. Pretty funky, pretty cool. And look, if you're in the Android system, uh, it's got um, Android 12 in it. It's gonna be a fantastic phone. And now with that five years of software update, at least you get, you know you can, your phone's gonna be good for at least five years, you get that value for money. If you're gonna spend, well, it's a flagship phone, it's gonna be over a thousand bucks, probably gonna be 1500 bucks Australian. Uh, you want to at least spread that over five years and get your two, three hundred bucks a year value proposition out for it. So pretty darn cool and good to see them bouncing back. That's about it. I'm going to go and get a feed and then do some more editing <laughs> back in there. And I will see you all again tomorrow for Shift Change Night. Pack a power. The week has gone quick. 
Radio, whether you come in this way, that way, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.